Yo, it's this Jubilee Small Podcast. It's the 11th of February 2016. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. How are you going? Amazing. Oh, good to hear. Good to hear on payday. Ah, oh, it's payday. It is too. Keeps coming around. Oh, well, for you freelancers, I imagine it comes around. Uh... Well, when it comes to lifestyle, every day is payday. Okay, you just want to sit there in my board shorts. You sit there and read board shorts. No, I sit no, there in my board shorts. I say, do you own board shorts? No. No, I did not. I don't know, I was did. just trying to make it like a casual sort of reference. I see. I'm yet to venture out and try and work in the uh, general population, like the you've, the no, you've nine got to, to do that. fivers. If you, oh, no, if you're a freelancer, you've got to sit under a tree with a laptop and make everybody else jealous. Even then, I have to have my dogs. No, you don't, do you? Oh, they've gotten used to me being around. Oh, you're a big old softy, you are. Yeah, so what's been going on anyway well, since I saw you yesterday? <laughs> um, something occurred to me the other day, which was that I don't know how, and I know this is like, this is a cliche and it is possibly a boring thing to bring up, but it did. I did sit there thinking, I'm not good at this, and it is that my phone completely stopped working, like kaput. Hmm. Um and, and mm-hmm. no, actually, annoyingly, it wasn't kaput. It was that the, like, Telstra died or something, right? Yesterday? No, a couple of days ago. Which day did it die? Because oh, I'm on Vodafone. Oh, no, I'm on Optus. I don't even know who I'm with. Right. And there was someone, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone was complaining. I thought it was yesterday. It was Tuesday, was it? It was, No, it was yeah. Tuesday. Because it wasn't yesterday because you would have been telling me about it. I don't know. I don't know when it was. Anyway. And your phone died. And so what happened was I was looking at it and I was going, no, you, you, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> like I was sort of trying to convince the phone. So I turned it on and off again yep. and I just – I was like, no, see, look, I'll go into settings and I'll re-remind you that – like, What and did it I say? Am what a, was the message because um, – I went into SOS mode at one point. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have been in a more receptive place for, mm-hmm. a, t- for a phone. When well, you're standing at the bottom of the Telstra building. Yeah, basically. Mm. Top of it. On top, top of, of it. it yeah. Waving next to the, yeah. the signal yeah, thing. Exactly. You would never go down there. You don't even own a microwave. As if you'd stand next to a mobile phone tower. Oh, uh, Stu. I thing is I don't own a microwave. That doesn't mean that I don't do electricity and stuff. Like, I don't know. But I I yes. Anyway. Uh, but it did – I realised that, you know, all those things about how your habits change and how how thing, how thing people now don't, – you don't need to be on time. You can text someone and say, sorry, mm. 15 minutes away, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I'm always receiving those from people. Mm, people, a Just people. Don't you look at me I'm in not, that no, tone no, of everyone, voice. Everyone, everyone thinks it's okay now to be late and it's not. Just because you're alerting someone that you're going to be late – doesn't mean you're right. And there's a certain person I know listening to this podcast yeah. this morning on his way to work. Who? And I'm directing it at him. Oh. Have a good day at Telstra, la- funnily enough. Is he late? <laughs> well, probably. If he's listening to this, he might be. Um, but he's always late. So we tell him to get to places early. And then he complains when he's on time and he's actually early and we're no one there to be seen because we thought he'd be his regular 45 minutes late. We, the other day, had uh, a family thing and there's somebody in the family, extendo family, mm. who's super late all the time, right? Mm. And this is in a family. Oh, stop inc- making that noise. This is a family mm. that, <laughs> that includes me and she's got the reputation for being super, super late. So just bear in mind that's, that's late, right? And an hour passes, she's still not there. People are like, Keep okay, maybe break. we need to start like 
texting her or whatever. See, they're the sort of people that die and nobody finds them for a while because <laughs> they're not expected to show. It's their own fault if it's they decompose. Terrible. It well, is. so what happened? It's self-inflicted <laughs> decomposition. <laughs> As they call it in uh, the medical school. CSI? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, we are there and she – and we're waiting for her and an hour passes, nothing. We look – everybody goes, oh, we better check our phones. If people check our phones, they've all had missed calls. Mm. She's actually tried. She's made an effort to call. You're on silent. She's in – well, while we're in a restaurant, everyone's talking, like it's loud, nobody – I don't know. Possibly they're on silent. But – for whatever reason, hasn't happened. She's in hospital. Suddenly. No, but well that was the first, of course, mm. that's what you think. She's been sitting in another restaurant of the same name in a similar, there is a, a wood, what's that? There's a wood, wood fire pizza restaurant, Woodford's. Woodstock. Woodstock. There mm-hmm. are like four of them. There's two. No, she said there are three or four of them. Okay, I know of two. And is one in East Brunswick? Ligon Street? One in Ligon Street, East Brunswick? One yeah. in uh, Nicholson Street, North yeah. Fitzroy? We were in North Fitz. She well, it was must in have been an evening because I, I walk past her all the time and they never open. It was in an evening. Mm. <laughs> why Why was that a, a kind of arguable point? Well, it must have been an evening. <laughs> well, because I just know their opening hours and when I sometimes am tonguing for a pizza. Oh, I, I see. I can't, if I'm walking past, I can't buy one. Yeah, do you right. do that when you just walk past a pizza joint? I f- I'm going to get a pizza. No. And then continue on your walk with it, <laughs> carrying a... Hawaiian? No, I do no. not live that kind of a life. I don't. I, God, I actually don't. That would be good. It's not part of my 20,000 steps. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, walk, I'll walk 10 I'd to get the walk pizza 50, and then I'll walk <laughs> yeah, 50,000 steps if, I'm, if you're doing it with a pizza. <laughs> that's how you can train fatties. So, oh my God. So I'm the person we're talking about. I know, but it doesn't make it okay to say that's how we could train fatties. <laughs> I like it it's does, a, because some it's kind a term of, a, of affection. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hang Why on. is it all right for Morrissey to call people fatty? What are we talking about? You eating a pizza and too busy to answer the phone because you had a mouthful no. of... Anyway, she was in the wrong one and she turned up at the right one I eventually. did this exact same thing Monday night. Did well, you? Well, we did a sort of... Uh, we ordered from a um, halal restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, we, th- and we thought we made the phone call. Quickly did, did the shopping, ran in to get the halal food. Oh yeah. And uh, no, there's no order here for you. Oh, yes, there is. Oh no. Oh, there's no order here. Do you must have rung our other shop. Where's that? It was like ten Epping. minutes away. For 10 minutes. <laughs> we went and drove. It wasn't very nice. Oh, that's shame. no good. The mm. North Fitzroy Star used to, anyway. We could just go through them all, just but, to, but have listen, businesses with two uh, uh, yeah. premises. No, but what, no, this didn't have two premises. The North Fitzroy Star thing. There was one called the North Isn't Star, that block and of one flats now. The, and yeah, it is. And but you used to ring up if you tried to book. They'd tell you. Oh. They'd say you. So you're trying to book, which makes me think that you might be thinking of another one. Like they were, they were onto it. Um, but anyway, in Woodford's. When I was sitting North there. North Detroit Arms and North Detroit Star. That's it. Is yeah, that yeah, that? yeah. That's what it was. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we're sitting in Woodford. Percy owns that now. Oh, really? Anyway, good hello to our international listeners. <laughs> um, also, uh, there, I was sitting in Woodford's. <coughs> excuse me. It's not Woodford's. It's Woodstock. Whatever it is. You know, that's the joint that had the windows blown out by bullets. Yes, I know. Uh, did you know? I was sitting there and something... Oh, they've got one in Essendon as well because that one got hit by bullets. So you're right, there's three. All right. So, woman comes Eating up... Eating in all the good establishments. Oh, my God. 
woman comes to me. This is no longer. This has now been built up into some kind of a peak of the story by forward. virtue of the fact that you've been interrupting me, and it's actually nothing. Like bring a pizza. <laughs> the woman came and collected my plate, and she said, "How are you?" and stuff, and she was nice. And I said, "Thanks." She was eighty something. That's Mama. And she's waiting the tables. I looked at her. She's carrying more plates than she weighs. Don't worry about Mama. Mum will come and bot a glass of red off you if you're not if you're not lucky. I go with a couple of friends. That's Mama. I'm sure her name is not Mama. It's Mama. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if if I go with this certain couple of friends, yeah. Uh, in fact, one of them being a, a, a wine, the resident wine judge here Excellent. on Stupidly Small. I love how not many podcasts have a resident wine judge. Oh, we do. Mm. And. Uh, and if, if uh, Gabs brings a bottle of wine, yep. m- Mama's straight to the table like a seagull to a chip <laughs> and has got the glass extended. Hang on, into- what? Really? Yeah. And Gabs because she knows bon her. And uh, uh, yeah, she'll try the red. And Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Gabriella. Mm. Wow. Yeah, great story. Don't you think that if somebody says <laughs> – great story. <laughs> if somebody says um, – Okay, so say you go to this this particular you would I think understand this. If you go to a restaurant and you know the people that own it or See. something and they say we'll look after you or you know the people who run a shop and you go there to buy stuff. I almost can't bring myself to go there because I know them and I know they're going to try and do a cheap Deal for me not and discounts. look after. It's just pardon. No discounts at Woodstock. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Woodstock. Mama doesn't discount. No, I know, I know. But Mama I'm, don't discount. Mama don't discount. <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway, that's the title of the um, episode, I think. Oh, yes. um, but if I, I just I have a particular anxiety about that. In fact, I had it when you had your your workers' kitchen. Yes, because it was a fight between I'm going there to support you. And I'm here to feed you. And you're here to feed me. And I know so, how poor you are. So what? I know how poor you were <laughs> before you made all that money out of, of burgers. A <laughs> couple of paupers. Anyway, um, it still does. So what happened with your sister? Did she get a pizza? My sister? Was it your sister that's coming to the restaurant? No. Great story. Great story, Stu. You've ruined it for everyone. Stupid. Stuart? You. An article a few people posted, well, I don't know, last week or something that I forgot to talk about last week. But also I, I've just been thinking about it because I finished, I finally finished that massive book, The Goldfinch, that I've had. I've read, you know, I've, I'm one of those people who reads like the start of a whole lot of books until I'm about two thirds of the way through, like nearly finished. And then I'll find another one. It'll be far more interesting for me to start that one. I'm, ho- that I'm just you int- hopeless. You interviewed, interviewed the author last year? No. Oh, okay. This is a different one. This is like a doorstop book that mm. I, that I have had literally for a couple of years on my bedside mm. table, two years. Okay. Or something. Anyway. And, um, it's, it's, I I finished it and I congratulated myself for not having because because it was one of those books that was really tempting to Google it and like look up what other people have written about it. I'm a bit like that anyway. I you think. do that. You I'm, listen to podcasts about TV yeah, shows you're watching. I know. I do. Mm. I'm a bit of a blogs. I, yeah. So talk. 
Total dork. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was after. Um, anyway, partly because of the way that I was reading that book and the fact that uh, where I bought it, I was interested to, to read uh, this article. And it's right. called How Mark Rubo Killed Borders Books. Who's Mark Rubo? He's the guy that runs Readings. Owns? Uh, uh, owns Readings Australia. Now, Readings, for those who don't know, is a bookshop and a books and music. Readings, books and music, and it's a Melbourne institution. Yes. And there are several of them and he... Is a you, if you've been in the Cullen Bookshop, you've seen him, and he's been around forever, and he's passionate about all this stuff. And this um, article argues, and it's just on some guy's website uh, who I probably should know of, and I apologise to him for not paying him the due respect. Not some guy's website, but it is a uh, it is a really interesting article because it argues that he is responsible for the downfall of Borders. Internationally, <laughs> essentially, and what he says is that he, you were the, the so when when Borders came to Melbourne, it was huge, right? It was massive and it was rich and it knew how to kill the local bookshop. Did you? It hang moved out in directly over the road, mm. and it um, d- reduced everything. Just took the half the price of things and just went, we're going to do this until you go broke. Good luck. We're bleeding you dry. Which, of course, they deny. And they say, it's just a coincidence. We move. <laughs> little yeah. coinky-dink, little mm. neighbourhood coinky-dink. Yeah. How about that? And he, um, he, Mark Rubo, stuck to his guns and he stuck to his community. So what he did was he had lots of events and he had lots of, like, author events and stuff and he mm-hmm. built up the community um, more and more around that bookshop, and he sort of opened it up visually so that it was, it was a bit it was like a kind of nice, warm, comfortable hub where Borders was like, uh, obviously like a massive overlit supermarket for books kind mm-hmm. of thing, and um, and people just there was a, there's a release there's a particular discussion in it. And I shouldn't tell you the whole article, but it's pretty exciting reading in a way. It's actually not. Terribly, is it David V. Goliath. It's not terribly deftly written, but right. the story is—it's kind of passionately told, mm. um, and it is David V. Goliath, right. and so it's really satisfying in that way. But it's also—it's—it's it's about the fact that so there was this one event which was one of the Harry Potter books coming out, which completely sealed the deal, and it was where it was reduced at Borders. And it was full price at readings and readings just killed it. Like everybody just flocked to readings to get their books. Now why? And the argument is that he just worked so hard and for so long and that bookshop was there for – had such an affectionate place in that community mm. that there was there was no – and so and instead of competing by reducing the prices, he kept the prices where they needed to be for mm. him and he took a bit of a loss for a bit – but he made it, he was like, you know, guys, this is your neighbourhood bookshop. We look after you here and we, we can recommend you a book and, you know, it's not going to say um, our employee and then it's got, in, you know, uh, written there in texter. Brian mm. recommends oh, on a piece right. of paper. He's actually Brian. He's standing here and he's like, oh, yeah, I read the last one. What do you think of that? Oh, if you like, don't like that, I must recommend this one over here kind mm-hmm. of thing. Anyway, 
Look, it may not be a completely watertight argument that Mark Rubo killed Borders internationally, but it's just an interesting kind of um, case study and it's also a lovely reminder that there are some nice um, little cultural nooks in Melbourne, Stuart Farrell, for you those know, of us who want to kill sport, as I seem to recall. Well, you telling uh, that's right. That's a conspiracy, isn't mm. it? But I've often thought of readings, the bookshop. Um, yeah. I often wonder how mm. many books get pinched out of there each day. I wonder, yeah. That why, must be why a lot. Do you, why do you wonder that? They've well, got those huge... Yeah, at the door. but a good thief can take stuff easily. And um, it's just... It's, but it's so small. It's so full of books. Yeah. There's so many people in there. Yeah. That I, I'd imagine <laughs> that stock must walk. I remember... This is... I remember when I was a kid and the, it was over the road and there was it had a, sm- it had a musty smell and it had a little corner and you could sit there with a kid's bit and you could sit They've in. They've got all that still. I, I think that is, that's what this argument, this, this argument is, is that it's that which is why people go there and buy their books there. And they didn't like, they didn't appreciate Borders coming in and going, no, 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 you guys are going to come to us, you know. Mm. I went to Borders. I went to Borders at the end when all the audiobooks were 80% off. 80. And I went mad. Because <laughs> it was a fire sale. Like they yeah. were dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, and that was a good day. Oh, well, well let's, he's hoping that books continue to die because it's all about the internet now and they can find us, Lauren Clark, on the internet at mm-hmm. Stupidly Big at Twitter. Yes. Stupidly Big at Facebook. Uh, correct. Uh, they can go to the Apple iTunes shop and give us a uh, stamp. And they can also <laughs> find us at PO Box 1430. Six, yes. Uh, Fitzroy North 3068. Okay. And uh, find us at if you want to do anything else that's inappropriate. Now, Lauren. Wow, yes. Thanks so much for this morning. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, look, it's been a pleasure, <laughs> Stu. Yeah. Yeah, right. um, thanks for inviting me in. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I hope I'll see you tomorrow. To my own house. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. See you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>